Hey guys, I've got a very big secret for you. The Astros just got the secret weapon for 2023. His name, you ready for it? Is Bly Madris. And he's going to save the Astros season. He's going to come in and be the secret weapon. And you know what? The rest of the AL West, they're going to be, uh, they should be scared, shaking their boots. And we're going to talk about this and more on this edition of the Talking Astros podcast. Talk, talk, talk. That's what we do all off season on the Talking Strohs podcast. So you love Astros baseball. We love talking about Astros baseball. And we are part of the Gallery Sports Network. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talk Strohs. You can find the show at Talking Strohs. Brandon, where can they find you? I'm Brandon Del Castillo, the baseball lawyer. You can find me on Twitter at B-Ball Lawyer. And you are listening to Talking Strohs with Eric and Brandon. If you love the Strohs, you gotta listen. Alrighty, so the Astros made a trade yesterday um, on Tuesday. It was January 3rd, 2023. And welcome. This is our first show of 2023, I guess. Hey, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. Um, Hopefully you had a great, um, I know I've seen you since, but great holiday season. But this is a year of new resolutions, new starts, new uh, relationships, all that type stuff. New back-to-back champions. Right. So, yeah. So it's it's good to uh, see you, buddy, this year. I haven't seen you since last year, so um, welcome back. <laughs> so, but uh, moving on, this was the first trade of this year, technically, and the Astros. It wasn't a big one. It wasn't like signing Rafael Devers to a eleven-year deal, which the the Red Sox did. But it's basically just getting somebody that the Astros could potentially use as a depth piece, somebody that they had two open spots on the roster. And uh, they like left-handed hitters. That's what uh, Madras is. And he is somebody that they could get for for pretty cheap. All you had to give up was some cash. And uh, this is a guy that was with the Pirates last year. He made his Major League debut last year. I believe he batted like 177 with one home run in his cup of tea with the Pirates. He did play some first base, uh, some mostly in right field. He did play two innings in center field. But... Uh, he did have a good uh, season last year in triple triple A. He batted 297 with a 877 OPS, 11 home runs, 49 RBIs. He's not a big power guy, but he did show a little bit of power. But he's a guy that, um, with the shift going away, he could really. Uh, he's a pull hitter, so he can really take advantage of the shift going away. And maybe that's something that the Astros saw. And their analytics department was like, yeah, this is a guy that let's take a chance on. If he doesn't pan out, then we can uh, put him in the minor leagues and see what happens. If we need a spot on the roster, if we sign somebody like Yuli or somebody down the road, fine. But this is not somebody, not a bad idea. He's only 27 to just kind of tie him up for right now. Yeah, we'll be 27 in uh, February. Um, you know, this is not a top prospect. So he's a, he's an older guy. Um, this, uh, it showed some signs of really figuring things out in AAA last year, like you said, 297 batting average and an 877 OPS. The pirates gave him a chance. Uh, he didn't do much with it. Um, but you know, he's got a little power. Uh, he, he showed some on base skills throughout the minors. Um, you know, a lot of 350 um, on bases, which is pretty, pretty decent, um, but you said it, it's, it's a depth piece at this point and not really expecting too much out of uh, Mr. Madris. So, um, I, I really don't think there's 
too much more to we time we need to spend on this guy. But you mentioned the top is the AL West shaking in their boots over this signing. Probably not. But what has the AL West been up to, Eric? Um, I don't know. I mean, the A's, uh, I think they're the team to kind of watch out for. I think that they're going <laughs> to kind of surprise everybody this year. I mean, uh, they, they stop, stop, stop. Let's what? let's start at the other other end of the uh, of the. Oh, AL we weren't. Oh, well, we weren't starting with the crappiest team. Okay, no. well, not the team that traded their best catcher away and everything. Okay, all right. Hey, they did get a Ledmus Diaz though. So, okay, uh, can he stay healthy? <laughs> yeah, Ledmus Diaz, Jace Peterson. They got a guy, uh, Jordan uh, Diaz. That's a pretty good prospect. Um, and they got Waldachuk from the from the Yankees, who's a guy to keep an eye on. But um, man, the A's are are we've already talked, we've already wasted too much time talking about the A's. <laughs> All right, I still think that the Mariners are a team to beat, probably in the American League West right now. They added Tiascar Hernandez, uh, Colton Juan uh, from the uh, uh, the Martin. Brewers. Brewers, yeah. Yep. And then J Rod, um, he's um, full year. I know he was a rookie year last year, but I think they held him back a little. Or did he start the season? I can't remember. But uh, also they have Luis Castillo for a full year. He he was their ace um, in the playoffs, and uh, he's he's the reason why they went out and signed him and extended. So I think that the offense still need some help. I think that their pitching is great. They have some great uh, young pitchers with Gilbert and uh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Kirby. Is. Kirby. Yeah. So there's they still got Robbie Ray over there. Right. And um, Alvarez so... loves Ray. Yeah. <laughs> so starting pitching, um, I think that's probably the, uh, we'll talk about the Rangers here and what they did in a minute, but I still think the Mariners probably have the best starting pitching to compete with the Astros. I, I know you said earlier that the Mariners were the team to beat. You meant like out of the other four, right? right. You, you weren't, you weren't throwing the Astros in there. No. Um, yeah. So I think the defensively, they helped themselves out, especially with Colton Wong. That's a huge, I think that's huge with given the, the shift um, going away. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez, we'll see if he can revert to one of his big seasons um, with the Blue Jays. But, you know, they're pretty much trading Teoscar for Mitch Hanniger. So I, I think that's kind of a toss up. Um, still, still not a great offense. I mean, you got J Rod, who's dynamic and exciting at the top. But beyond that, it, it's really slim pickings. There are a lot of strikeouts. Um, you know, Teoscar and Colton Wong are, are good players, but, uh, you know, I, I don't think they're going to, uh, you know, really intimidate the Astros at all. So, um, you know, I, to be honest with you, I think the only way the Mariners can make the move and catch the Astros is if Kellenick turns into the player that he was supposed to be. And um, if anybody's watched him over the last two years, there's no reason to ever throw that guy anything straight. I don't think this has anything to do with the shift. You know, maybe that'll be, help him a little bit mentally. But, um, I mean, if you throw that guy a curveball, he's going to swing and miss. Um, can you imagine how much he's kicking himself for not taking that extension before uh, he came up to play baseball? I mean, he would he would have been set. But instead, he would be the John Singleton of the Mariners. And but and instead, he's now he has to kind of fight for that extension. But um, uh, anyway, so, yeah, I think the Mariners, uh, their bullpen is good. Maybe not as good as the Astros bullpen. I think the Astros bullpen is more dominant. So 
Overall, I think the Mariners do finish second uh, behind the Astros. I agree. I, I agree. And I know the Angels took a little step forward last year, and they did add some players this year. Brandon uh, Drury is one guy. Giorgiello. Giorgiello yeah. is another ad, and you know we've seen it. Anthony Rendon cannot stay healthy, so right. this is a uh, uh, insurance Trout in right? that situation too. I mean, he's yeah. had some seasons where he hasn't been able to stay healthy, so. Yeah, so I mean, um, the Angels still they're I mean they they got a couple of nice offensive depth pieces in, in case Rendon can't stay healthy. Um, but um, they also got Hunter Renfro. Maybe he can have you know, uh, you know, he might be good for thirty home runs. But is that going to come with a two twenty seven batting app? Right. Don't you know, forget I about Mister Anderson, Tyler yeah. Anderson. Tyler Anderson's going to be a nice piece to go fit right in there with the uh, the starting rotation, but the, the bullpen is is uh, horrible, um, and uh, and just the the length of the lineup and their defense is not it's just not a great defense. Um, so I've got the Angels finishing fourth. Yeah, um, yeah, I do too. So we talked about you know Astros number one, right? And Mariners number two, and we've got yes, sir. Uh, we've got a man, a really bad A's team, and then uh, Angels. They're gonna finish second. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Whenever when everybody says the A's uh, are gonna be the worst team in the league, um, yeah, they always seem to pull something out. Um, but the the team I think that's made the the well definitely made the most moves, but probably made the most ground up in the West is uh, the Texas Rangers. Uh, they've They've added a lot of starting pitching over there. Yes, uh, they've added uh, Jake Odorizzi, and that's all they really needed to add. I mean, <laughs> uh, they add they added Andrew Henney, uh, Jacob Degrom, uh, Nathan Navaldi, uh, John Gray. Then they brought back uh, Martin Perez as well. Um, yeah, so- they got six six starters deep there, uh, and that doesn't include uh, Jack Leiter, who should be ready to go at some point. Kumar Rocker, we'll see how he is with his health and development, maybe some point this year. So they're looking pretty good depth wise in the starting rotation. But I was looking at their bullpen, man. That uh, they've lost they lost a couple of their best arms out of the bullpen, and there's not much there. So. Um, I don't know if they're trying to get these guys to go nine innings. We know uh, about DeGrom's health. Um, You know, uh, (laughs) it's not looking really good with the bullpen Um, hitting. You know, they they did their their big lifting last year with uh, Seager and Simeon. They had uh, Nate Loeb uh, really uh, took a step forward and became a legitimate uh, uh, major league all-star type player. Um. And then they're going to have uh, that that young third baseman, Josh Jung, is going to be the real deal. So their infield is going to be set. Um, outfield, a little bit still to be, you know, there's a lot of strikeouts there. Adolis Garcia is always going to give the Astros problems, but um, he's kind of a, you know, all or nothing guy at this point. Um, they've got another, a lot of other rookies. The guy that uh, I'm watching would be Aaron Zavala. Um, he's an on-base machine, plays uh, one of the corner outfielders. He'll probably be up in the middle of the year, but they're going to start with trying to move around maybe some of, uh, you know, Leota Tavares, Bubba Thompson, Josh Smith, um, and even maybe Ezekiel Duran. Um, you know, it's not really the depth there. You, you and I always talk about 
that depth of lineup, adding Jose Extending Abreu. The lineup. Yeah, Jose Abreu, Michael Brantley batting six seven in our lineup. You know, you get past that top four um, for the Rangers. Uh, you know, you get you get to kind of take it easy a little bit. Yeah, and I I think what you see the Rangers doing, and you may see a lot of teams start to do this with the success the Astros had last year. Uh, you need six starting pitchers to uh, to withstand the season. And it's um, maybe we'll start seeing a six-man rotation start to form in Major League Baseball. I know that's not the traditional way of doing it, but this is not traditional game anymore. You don't see the guys going uh, eight innings like in Nolan Ryan's days and uh, going complete games, uh, throwing 11 uh, innings or whatever uh, he, he used to do. But I think this is a new game, and you need a, almost a six to seven, like not just – backup guys you need quality arms and so that's why the rangers went out and got the jaco to rizzi i think that's more of a just backup but andrew henney was a good move there but the i don't know if they're good enough yet to take back the silver boot and until they can take back the silver boot the al west is still the astros and i know they're not going to play them as much this year they're going to be playing uh the al west a, a lot uh, less but still uh, you've got to beat the best if you want to be the best. And I don't see the Rangers beating the Astros a lot. The only time I'm be worried about facing the Rangers is when Martin Perez is facing them and Jacob DeGrom is facing them. Yep, that's uh, that's agreed. Um, you know, you talk about six-man rotations. You know, they've been doing it for a while in the Japanese leagues. Um, so there's data to go off of whether it's working or not. I think you're, you're right. We will probably will see a lot of teams move that direction. And I think that's what the Rangers are going to do. Uh, you know, they've got older pitchers. They've got DeGrom, who's got an injury history. Um, and so to limit some of the innings put, placed on his arm, and even when those youngsters come up, uh, they'll probably institute a six-man rotation, which at the beginning of the year will include uh, Jake Odorizzi. I think the Astros are going to do the exact same thing. Um, the beginning of the year, they just because of the off days you have at the beginning of every year, you might not have the opportunity um, to put Hunter Brown in there, but I think the, the plan is to have a six-man rotation throughout the year. Um, you know, I for business reasons, you might want to keep Hunter Brown down uh, a little bit AAA, yeah. in AAA since you do have five legitimate starters at the beginning of the season. But uh, at some point, I think they do move to a six-man rotation, and I think you're right. A lot of teams are probably going to head that direction. Yeah, I think Hunter Brown will probably start the maybe first three weeks in AAA, and then they may decide to go to the six-man rotation, and I think it would work for the Astros. I think uh, I think they really need it, especially McCullers um, can't uh, he can't seem to stay healthy for a whole season. Uh, I, I and I think it would help. And a discussion we had on uh, locked on Astros, and I wanted to ask you real quick before we end the show, is um, looking at uh, MLB's prediction. I saw this on MLB.com. They predicted that Christian Javier was going to be the Cy Young Award winner in American League. Do you see that not only him being the best pitcher in baseball, but do you see him overpassing from Rivaldez on his own team? Yeah, you know why? You know, I, I, overpassing is is kind of a. I know. I mean, I think from Rivaldez is is still going to be the most important pitcher for the Astros, but the sexy numbers are going to be there for Christian Javier. I think you're going to have the high strikeouts. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I think Fromber is going to have uh, the more innings pitched. 
um, but he doesn't get it, as many strikeouts as, as right. Javier. He doesn't throw that that high velocity fastball that everybody loves. Um, uh, you know, not to sell Fromber short because he still gets the ninety five mile an hour fastball with that wicked curve. But um, you know, I think it's just that uh, it, you know people like those people like strikeouts and homers, man. And so if if uh, Christian Javier comes in and and gets eighteen to twenty wins with uh, two hundred strikeouts and one hundred and sixty innings, you know, hopefully it's more than that. One hundred and eighty innings with two twenty, let's say, right? Um, that would I think that would be ideal. Um, if you Hunter Brown keep his up, keep him up, maybe we, we steal another rookie of the year. Um, and let's see. Uh, I you know I feel I feel like we know who Lance is at this point, and if he can stay healthy, and I feel like we know um, what Jose Urquidy is at this point. Um, I think That's the guy, pitcher. yeah, I think the guy to watch uh, maybe for to take one, uh, even one more step is is Luis Garcia. Uh, people forget how young he actually is. Um, still developing. I still I still think he's got room for some development and some growth. Um, he's already shown that he's a a, a really good starting pitcher in the majors. So uh, maybe he uh, maybe he shows that uh, he he's got another level to him too. But you, I mean, obviously, Christian Javier is going to have is that guy that on ev- any given day can go out and no hit somebody. I mean, he's got that ace right. stuff um, that that's just unhittable, and that's what people want to see. But going off what you're saying is the high strikeout pitchers, they typically don't go deep into games because they're going. Well, and you strikeouts. saw it with the with the two no hitters last year, right? He he went uh, seven six innings, innings six innings, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, I mean that's why I think Frommer's going to have him on innings pitch. Frommer's because of that's probably going to have him on wins. Um, I think Javier will pitch enough to to probably have more strikeouts even if he doesn't have as many innings pitched. Um, so it really comes down to ERA. Um, I'm, I am curious. I'm not worried, but I'm curious as to how the shift affects Fromber uh, being a ground ball pitcher. Right. Uh, are, are they, are they going to be more hits there that find the holes? Uh, does he get frustrated more? Um, you're, you're talking about Javier, who's a strikeout fly ball guy. And the pitch clock. Yeah, you know, I w- I thought about the pitch clock when I was watching the uh, Astros World Series games, right? Uh, that were on um, on MLB Network the last week, and uh, and I was watching the Fromber game, and I would count down um, every time he got the ball back. It, it, it's he's fine, he's fine. Okay. Um, you know, as long as he doesn't let it get, let it get in his head, uh, he was he would have made every single uh, pitch. I mean, so um, he was right there. Um, 20 seconds with a man on base. He was always getting rid of the ball at 18, 19 seconds. Yeah, but that's when he's in the zone. That's when he's locked in. Uh, typically when he's struggling, though, that's when he's kind of overthinking. Right. If he doesn't get it, if he if yeah. he he's he doesn't need to, to get in his head. Like, I mean, <clears throat> if Jose Lima wouldn't have let the Crawford boxes get <laughs> yes. in his head, man, there was no reason for that. He just... He's like, oh, this is not the Astrodome, so I can't pitch here. And oh my God, everything's, uh, yeah. Yes, you can pitch in mid and made. He just, uh, he let it get in his head. I think that could be said for everybody. We all have that thing that we all get in our head about, and we just got to just power through it and just uh, make it happen. And that's what um, the Astros got to do with the shift. The shift is going to go away. 
and it's going to help people like uh, Tucker and Alvarez get more hits. So and Brantley, and you know who the other guy was surprising to see on that list because people always think left-handed, but uh, I saw it's, it's one of the top ten guys is Alex Bregman with plus eight hits um, because he gets shifted so much from the right side. So yeah. uh, somebody with the contact skills of Alex Bregman not having to have deal with the shift, I, I think, is going to um, help out a lot as well. Oh yeah, that's uh, I didn't even think about that. So I think um, overall, with the way the Astros make contact, putting the ball in play, they're going to find the holes, and I think it's going to help them a lot. So and this lineup's going to frustrate so many pitchers. I mean, you're like, oh my god, I finally got through Altuve and Bregman and Jordan and Tucker and oh my god, Jose Abreu, who's next? Michael Brantley. That's an eight pitch at bat. I'm exhausted. Yeah, and so, then it depends on what happens with Chaz McCormick or Martin Maldonado at that point. But, guys, but that's yeah. all we got for this edition of the Talking Strohs podcast. Um, Happy New Year. I hope that you had a great um, 2022. The Astros won the World Series. Now we need to see what they can do in 2023. And back guys, make, to back. Yes. Make sure you continue listening to Talking Strohs podcast. We are part of Gallery Sports. and. Uh, my name is Eric Heisman. You can find me at Eric Talk Strohs. You can find the show at Talking Strohs. And Brandon, where can they find you? And what I'm, should they listen to? I'm Brandon Del Castillo, the baseball lawyer. You can find me on Twitter at B-Ball Lawyer. You've been listening to Talking Strohs with Eric and Brandon. If you love the Strohs, you got to listen. Go Strohs. We'll see you next week. Go Strohs. <laughs>